Welcome to Disciples by Design. Man, it's been a while. So I've been on hiatus for quite a while now. I've done a couple episodes every every once in a while. Um, but really, over the last several months, uh, it's really been on my heart that I need to start doing this on a weekly basis again. And I had to go through a bunch of really busy times to, to get back to this place. And so... Um, as things have kind of slowed down a little bit or gotten more stable, maybe, um, I just, I really, I felt the call in my heart that this needs to be a, a weekly thing. And so podcast is officially back in order. Um, so this will be the new episode of the new series. And, uh, what this new series is mainly going to focus on is, is faith walking in faith in everything that we do. And so, yeah, we've talked about this kind of before, but, you know, as a, as a believer and as my relationship has gotten deeper with God, my walk of faith has gotten deeper and it's, it's a different walk than than it was in the beginning. In the beginning, if you go back and listen to the, the past episodes, a lot of it is, is built on trusting in God, having confidence in who you are as a Christian and stepping up to the plate and got and the things that God has called you to do and walking in faith in that. And a lot of what faith is, is trusting in God and um, walking in the expectation that he will fulfill what he has said in his word that he would do. And so um, if you listen to the last 34 episodes those all kind of pertain to that sort of thing. And some of them might be a little off topic, but, you know, uh, that's primarily what I focused on. Um, and so now uh, my relationship with, with Jesus has deepened. And so I want to specifically talk about uh, one thing today, because I, I feel like if you're a believer that really goes after the heart of God and really just seeks Jesus on a whole nother level, there's a point that I've noticed that uh, um, a lot of people that seek Jesus on that deeper level that are really like on fire and passionate for God um, get to a point where they they almost feel robotic. Something feels a little off. Um, well, I want to tell you, you're not alone. <laughs> um, I went through that and I recently had a buddy go through that and... Uh, you know, it's, it's something, it's a point that you reach for me. I was really on fire for God. I set everything else aside. I, uh, I stopped watching TV. I stopped playing video games. I stopped reading manga. And you know, those are things that maybe not everybody does, but those are things that I, uh, really enjoy doing. You know, um, I really enjoy reading fantasy and stories and, um, I like playing video games every now and then. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of dropped off since I, since I was younger, you know, I don't want to do it as much and I would prefer to spend more time with my family and, and ride my motorcycle and, you know, things of that nature, um, working around our house, make sure our house and our yard looks good. But, uh, when it really comes down to it, I pushed everything else aside, my family, um, entertainment, friends, like, everything, nothing was as important as God. And like, that's how it should be. But at the same time, I took it too far. I, uh, I wouldn't watch any, any movies, like, like nothing. Like I was totally, 
if I was awake, I was spending time with Jesus. And there's a lot of people that are like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Well, here's the problem with that. So there's nothing wrong with getting to know Jesus on that deeper level and being passionate about him. But when you start to act out of what you think that God would have you do versus what he has actually told you to do, um, there's problems there. And it becomes more about religion and the pride of your actions versus, versus what God has actually called you to do and walk in. And so like with my friend, he's like, you know, I just got really, I, I was like, you know, I always had to talk to somebody and if they looked off to me, I would tell them, you know, I would start preaching to them. Well, he did that to one guy on a plane and uh, the guy was like, you, you said all that because of my tattoos and stuff, but I am a Christian. And he got really offended and mad. <laughs> and uh, he was saying he felt almost robotic. And, you know, I had remembered that feeling because I, I was, you know, um, I think the last incident I had that I really remember that really sticks in my mind is when the movie Black Adam came out. And uh, a lot of it was about demons and stuff. And I've just kind of steered clear stuff like that. Just don't listen to it. Don't pay attention to it. Don't read it. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to entertain demonic stuff, even if it's in entertainment. And so I've just steered clear of it. But uh, at this point in time, I was really irritated that my dad was going to go see the movie Black Adam. And uh, I was like, you know, it's got that demonic stuff in there. Like, as Christians, we shouldn't see that. Uh, I was on my high horse, you know, because I was like, why would you do this? And like thinking, man, he, I felt really betrayed because they all went to see it and I did it. <laughs> and. God showed me that as I was like, you know, God, I feel like something's off. I feel like I'm really trying my hardest to follow you. I, I feel like I'm really giving it my all to, to be in your presence, to show you who I am, God. I want to have a heart after you. And like, so all this is still true. Like, I want to have a heart after God. I want to have his mindset in everything I do. I want to encourage those around me. I want to raise up a standard in God's name. I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want to walk in wisdom and prosperity in everything I do. I want to be I want to be so prosperous that I can bless other people all the time. Th these are goals and, and things in my mind that uh, that I really want to do. And that hasn't changed at all. But back then, I was like, I felt almost like I was sitting on a high horse, high and mighty, like, how dare you guys go see that? Like, that's demonic. Like, why would you do that? And, you know, I thought that about a lot of things. And uh, I got to the point where I realized I had a hard time still remaining to read the Bible the way that I was and listen to messages the way that I was and go all out for Jesus because I I wasn't having any fun. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, well, it's not about having fun. Well, let me put it to you this way. What I really, what really changed my mind and my heart and made me realize that, um, that it is okay to have fun. It is okay to enjoy life is I looked around me at what God has created. If God was a boring God, our world would not be as beautiful as it is. It would not be enjoyable. There wouldn't be time for relaxation. There would be no such thing. 
How would we know? Because anything good comes from God. So like, think about that. If you really think about that, you know, you think about the trees, the air, summertime, like we, there's a lot of people that consider that really good. Like that's good living when it's summertime and you get to go outside and you can swim in the water. You can do all, all sorts of things that during the wintertime you just can't do. What if that never existed? What if it was winter 24, seven, 365 days a year? Yeah, there would be fun things we could do, but there'd be a lot of things we couldn't do. There'd be a lot of things we couldn't do. You know, if the, if the, the world was cold and dark, yeah, it'd be a boring world. It would, it would be very boring. We'd be missing out on a ton of stuff. All that good stuff comes from God. Like when I really thought about it, you know, I realized God wants us to have adventure. He created a massive planet teeming with life and jungles and mountains and caves and oceans and rivers and valleys trees and species of all different types plants and animals he created people with different interests they love different types of entertainment some people some people love to ride 24 7 give them a motorcycle and they will spend all their days on the road riding and enjoying that wind in their face other people want to skateboard other people want to learn all about plants and animals i mean there's so many different types of people in this world and it says in the word that he knew us in our mother's womb, which means God knew us from the very start. He had a hand in designing us and bringing us into fruition and completion. Guys, God created the world for us to enjoy. And so, like, yeah, there's going to be things that come up in your heart where it's going to be like, no. Do not do this. I would listen to that voice. And you know what? What God tells you no to could be totally different from me. He may not tell me no on that. Like, obviously, there's going to be things that are like, don't be ridiculous when you're listening to this. Be like, oh, well, like I robbed a bank. I guess I can do it, too. No, don't be dumb like that. Like, don't do that. How it is, is, you know. God may imprint on your heart that you really need to talk to somebody, but I may not have that. And, you know, it may be that I'm not at the, at my walk, at my point in my walk with the Lord where, where I'm like, I see that this action is wrong and I need to stop it. But you know what? Don't judge other people on that either. Like everybody's in a different place with God and it really comes down to, God and them. And so if they are being disobedient, it's between them and God. Unless you're, unless you're a parent, if you're a parent, you better discipline that kid. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, but when it comes down to you and your relationship with God, don't get so hung up on what you think is a, uh, is a standard, quote unquote standard that needs to be accomplished. Your walk with God is going to be different from other people's and that's okay. But don't get hung up on what you think God is telling you to do so much so that you stop enjoying the way that he's called you to enjoy life. Because see, here's the thing. If we're really victorious in all that we do, and you know, God, God is our overcomer. 
He is he has set us free. When he died on the cross, he set us free not only from sin, but from sickness, from disease, from poverty. As we sow into his kingdom, that that 10% that you sow on a weekly basis, you're sowing that on purpose. <laughs> you're sowing that on purpose because when you sow into the kingdom of God, you're being obedient. And through that obedience, it opens the door for God to bless you. And through that blessing, well, then he can do all kinds of stuff. But if you're not walking in what he's called you to walk in, and you're walking according to how you think you should do it, versus on how he's called you to do it, your life is not going to be fun. You're going to be miserable. And then when people look at you, they're going to be like, God, is that what being a Christian's like? Like, nobody wants to be like that. And that's why religion doesn't win people over, is because it's very informal. It's very, like, informal. It's just... You have one set way. This is how it is. This is how we're going to do it. Everybody's like this. You know, when in reality, God has a different call on everybody's life. He has a different plan and a purpose for their lives. Yeah, there's going to be similarities between us. Like there's going to be things that we just won't do as a people, as a church. But when it comes to your calling and the way that God's called you to walk, your walk is going to be different than mine. God has a calling in my life. I'm in the place that I need to be for that walk. I'm exactly where he wants me to be. Are you? Like, it's something you should look into. You know, and even if you're at a job and you're like, dude, I can't leave. I have bills and stuff. I don't know how to pay that. That's fine, man. Just allow God to use you where you're at. And don't get focused on like, on the formalities is, is what I'm trying to tell you. If you're struggling and you're at a point where you're like, God, I feel like I'm really so on fire for you, but I'm struggling really hard right now. You need to take a step back. You need to look at him and stop looking at your expectations for him. Stop looking at, you know, the expectations you think he has for you and actually read the Bible. Get into the word and read what he actually is asking of you, what he is actually telling you to do. Go back to the basics. And when you do that and you allow yourself to be open to what he is trying to tell you, he's probably going to tell you something totally different than you thought you were going to hear. Or it could be the same thing that you thought you were going to hear. But what I heard was enjoy your life. I got so focused on formality and so focused on religion. And when I say religion, like, like you can be like, oh, yeah, let's serve Jesus. Let's do this. Let's do that. But when you step outside of what, what Jesus would actually do, you know, what he has called you to do, that's when you start walking to religion. Religion is what you think God would have you do. Rather than waiting and being patient to hear him speak to you about what you should do. Because there's a big difference on what you think God is calling you to do and acting and walking in that versus what God is actually calling you to do and walking in that. And you know, there's going to be times you screw up and you miss it. And that's okay. What you need to realize is, you're not perfect just because you got saved. You have a growth and a life, and sometimes you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. Sometimes you're going to mess it up. 
What's important is that you learn from that failure. You don't take the failure as a loss and give up because you lost. You stand back up, you dust yourself off, and you walk forward because God has called you victorious, a conqueror. So, you know what you do? You stand up. Yeah, a conqueror is not a conqueror unless they can stand up and get past the situation. But if you're quitting before you even get there, then where are you going to get? You're never going to go anywhere. So anyways, we went through this whole thing to tell you to enjoy your life. Now we're going to get on to the message. So I've been focusing this week on Romans 10 on in the Amplified Version I love this, this, uh, this chapter. This is something I've read multiple times. I've read this a lot over and over and over again. Um, I feel like every time I read it, I get something new. And this last one I was really reading. I'm going to have to go down a little bit and find this one verse. And it's talking about, talking about walking in faith and it's talking about faith as a whole, and it just uh, it uh, yeah, it just it changed my I I it changed my mind. I read it okay, so I read it over and over and over again. I read it so much that I was like, man, I don't know how much more I can read this. I I just it was really really good. Um, so let's see. So it's Roman ten Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. So this, this bugged me the other day. I read that and I immediately felt like there's something else there, but I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I read it all day long. So faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Okay, I'm going to take out the parenthesis bits. So faith comes from hearing, and what is heard comes by the message concerning Christ. So faith comes from hearing, and what is heard comes by the message concerning Christ. So we put the parentheses back in, which which helps. So faith comes from hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. I, I had to, I read this over and over and over again. So faith comes from hearing what is taught to us. And what, what we hear comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. So there's two ways that this can happen. The main way is you need to be in church. You need to have a church family. You need to be in the word on Sunday with a bunch of other people worshiping Jesus. You need that. Because when the pastor speaks, there, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about iron sharpens iron. I'm going to look it up here. Iron sharpens iron. But uh, when you are in church and the pastor is speaking to you, you know, he's speaking to the crowd, but he's speaking to you. He, uh, oh man, I typed it in and it didn't come up. Um, he is speaking and talking and preaching what he would. What he is saying to you, he is speaking out life. God's placed a message on his heart. That that message should be anointed. 
pastor should be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when he speaks, he speaks with God's power. So Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another. So what this means is, is when people talk to you about Christ, like how I'm talking to you now, they, uh, these words are sharpening you. They're sharpening your spirit, man, preparing him or her. And, uh, you know, so when you go to church and you hear the pastor, you are hearing testimony of what God has placed on his heart to talk about the things that have happened in his life or her life, their life, whatever. Um, yeah, I had somebody a while back, uh, call me sexist because I, and like, this is totally off topic, but they called me sexist because I, I just never thought about it. Like when you watch TV or anything, like it's one of those things that I've just never, I don't like, dude, it never came up. Like I've never sat down and been like, this is so important. I have to know the answer. Like I've just never thought about it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you walk by a store a bunch of times or, or buy something and it's been there the whole time, but you just never noticed it until like way later. And everybody's like, you just now noticed that like, holy moly. That's kind of how it is. I didn't know women could be firefighters. I just like, it makes sense that they can. I just never thought about it. I was called sexist and it kind of got on under my skin. And so I've been correcting myself like that. Uh, it's so stupid. Anyways, um, back on topic. <laughs> Um, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Oh, that's such a good verse. So we go back to Romans 10, 17 here. And, uh, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. It is important that we go into church. It says in the Bible and I'll look this one up too, but it says in the Bible that where two where two or more are gathered together in his name, um, no, uh, two or more are gathered together in his name, um, there, there he is also. So his spirit is with them. So when you're in church, and you are you're with a bunch of other people and, and you you guys are all worshiping God, all listening to the pastor preach. God is in the midst of pastor and, and you you guys as a people. And so it's important that we go to that so that God can fill us up, encourage us and lift us up. And, you know, if you're dealing with fear or, or troubles in life, going to church and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on your heart. That is important. That should be a weekly practice. And if you have church two or three times a week, you should go two or three times a week. Um, so, yeah. All right. So when we're talking about faith, <clears throat> we got off topic a little bit there, but when we're talking about faith, so real faith, um, it's probably been about a year ago now. I I finally I learned that faith is the expectation 
It's the expectation that God will pull through for you. It's expecting his blessing. And, you know, there's got to be things lined up to expect that blessing. And, you know, it is, there are some things like when it comes to healing, I don't know anything about healing. Um, I believe I have had miracles happen in my own life where I've been healed of things that the doctors were like, I don't know how that happened. And there's been more than one case in my life personally, but that was, that was my revelation from God. And so I, I don't know if that'll work for other people. So when it comes to things like that, I am not in a place where I can teach on that. Um, but what I do know is walking in faith. And this is what I've studied. I study two things consistently. I study walking in faith, according to God's word, according to who he has made us to be. And I study walking in love. And I study those two because I work, I work in a retail location. I talk to a lot of people every day. And there's some people I talk to about Christ. And there's others that I don't. But I talk to people based on who I believe God has called me to talk to. And there's definitely people that come in that want to know about Jesus. They're hungry for Jesus. And then there's other people that don't care at all. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes there's a lot of things that happen. And I, I know that I'm supposed to talk to that person. And then there's other times where I simply encourage people. But a lot of what I do is I wait patiently to hear from the Lord. On everything that I do. I, I do not make decisions based on my how I feel about it. I pray about everything. When it comes to decisions for my job. Decisions for my life. Uh, I, I try to pray about everything. I, I want God to be in the driver's seat. Not me. Not my will and my desires. Although, you know. I don't think God's going to call you to do something that you don't want to do either. Like, and that that is kind of a, there's kind of a split there. So there's this, uh, there's a story. And if you check out my older episodes, you can definitely find this story. It's one that I've told many times and I've told it so many times because this story astounds me. Um, and I had something very similar happen within my, one of my first encounters. And, uh, and I was friends with, with the guy for a long time afterwards. Um, and yeah, anyways, that's a story for another time. But uh, this specific story, um, I can't remember who originally told it, uh, but it was a big name person um, within the church. I, I can't remember. I think it might have been Kenneth Hagin, uh, but I can't remember for, cer for certain. But uh, uh there was this guy woke up one day and he heard in his heart and he heard it. He heard it very clearly, like very specific. And he was like, no, 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 that, that couldn't be from God. You know, that's weird. That's weird. Why would I do this? But what he heard was go to Walmart into the front lobby, do a handstand and go. Woohoo! He's like, no. That's crazy. I, I am not doing that. There's no possible scenario where me and that situation happened. Nope. No bueno. Well, he heard it all day long, consistently all day long. Like he'd be like, no, I ain't going to do that. He'd hear it again. No, I ain't going to do that. Hear it again. 
all day, very consistent, getting louder and louder to the point where he's like, fine, I'll do it. So he drove down to Walmart, he parked his car, he slowly walked up to the front thinking, oh my God, am I going to do this? Like, what are people going to think of me? Oh my gosh, this is going to be so embarrassing. He goes through the front door, he looks around timidly, contemplating whether he should actually go through with it or not. All the meanwhile, in his head and in his heart, he hears it over and over and over, almost to the beat of his heart. Not being able to stand it much longer, he goes ahead, he looks around, he does a handstand, and he's sure, he's positive, everybody is staring at him. And he goes, woohoo! He flips back up, he stands there, he looks around, a couple of people glanced at him. He's turned around, he doesn't see anything, he's like, well, that was a waste of time, I guess I was wrong. Goes to walk out. And a lady comes up to him and she's bawling. She's like, oh my God, he's real. He's real. And the man's like, who's real? She's like, God's real. So she ends up telling him, she said, God, if you're real, send a guy into my work today. Tell him to do a handstand and go woohoo in the middle of Walmart. So I know you're real. I know I can trust you. Or tonight I will commit suicide. That story shakes me to my core. Because there, there are so many people out there every day that lose hope that lose hope, they give up. I take that as a personal challenge to my mission. And I'm going to tell you why. I was one of those people. I was one of those people. I had gone through six months of being homeless I lost everything I had. The only, well, I lost almost everything I had. I still had my car, but even then, there's some scary places. And there's some places you're not allowed to park overnight. And then if you run out of gas, your car is basically just like a tiny house. I mean, it's better than sleeping on the streets for sure, but being homeless and not having food for days and days on end sucks having to find odd jobs to barely make it through being hungry for weeks having no one there except occasionally my family being all alone I take it as a personal challenge because we're supposed to be the light of the world. You know, God is the light of the world, but we are his ambassadors. We are his, his vessels. We're supposed to be showing people who Jesus is, who he really is. And when we get caught up on a religious 
rant or rights or how we're supposed to act and we we walk according to religion we're not only letting ourselves down we're letting jesus down we're, we're letting the people in the world down because who jesus really is is he has given us grace and salvation and freedom do you know how many things i am free from that i used to be addicted to or stuck into and there's not a lot of people that know I grew up in the church, but I walked away from God. In the back of my mind, I always knew he was real, but he wasn't that real. And like, guys, the ones of you that know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain it to you. And if you don't understand, it means it's not for you. But there's people out there that this is their life. Christ wasn't real to me. Yeah, I had, I had things happen. I had miracles happen early on in my life. I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was three and four. And doctors out there will tell me, no, well, then that wasn't epilepsy. No, man, it was. It's just God healed me. I had bronchitis from the time I was seven till I was 14. It screwed up part of my lung. That's how bad it was. And... I am totally 100% healed from that. I don't have bronchitis anymore. I don't struggle with that year to year. I am totally healed from that. I've been in a life and death situation in a car when, well, several times when I was in Colorado, I have almost gone off several cliffs on accident. I had a wheel fall off my truck and roll down the mountain. I almost went over the edge. But Jesus saved me. And you know what? There's people out there and you have a story that's similar. You have no idea how you got out of the situation, but you were lucky. That's not luck, man. God has a call on your life. You know, when you're like, nobody watches out for me, but you think you got quote unquote lucky. No, that's God looking out for you. He protected you in that situation because he wants you to know he loves you. He has a plan, a purpose, and a design for your life. This is not going where I thought it was going to go. But there's somebody out there that needs to hear this. I walked in my life like I had no hope. I had no purpose. I lived day to day, addiction to addiction. Half the time I didn't think right about anything. I was a narcissist in everything that I did. I would lie and steal and cheat. I was literally a walking abomination. I was a jerk to everybody. I never had friends because I never connected with people because the way that I did things was different. I was mocked and made fun of in every situation. I never really had close friends. It was too hard for me to make close friends, and so I was alone. My favorite song used to be Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day because I could connect with that song on such a deep level. I walked alone. I was a lone wolf. I wouldn't let people get close to me because I didn't want to get hurt. I was homeless. I was broken. 
at this particular moment when I had went to take my life, I had I had just been broken up with, just lost my job, knew I was going to get kicked out because I couldn't find a job. I knew I was going to lose my house. I felt I felt distraught in a way that I've never felt. I felt broken. Several years before that, I had been um, engaged and thought I had gotten married to someone that I, I didn't end up getting married to. Um, things weren't done the way that they should have been done. It was not a, not a good relationship. I didn't listen to what God told me to, to do. I walked totally in the opposite direction of it. To the beat of my own drum, the beat of my own rhythm, beat of my own heart. I did what I wanted to do, and I was crushed because of it. I was, I was, yeah, I was crushed. And at this point in time that I had gotten to, all that weight from all that stuff sat on my shoulders. I cried and I screamed at God. But I didn't turn to him, not really. It was it was still all about me. It's like all my choices led me to this end. And I thought the only choice I had was to take my life. So I started cutting my arm. And when I ran out of room to cut my arm, the blade went to my throat and I sat there for a good minute and right as I started to put pressure into the knife there was a knock on that bathroom door in the basement that I rented and it wasn't the landlord it was actually a cop I still don't know how that landlord knew but he knew that he was supposed to call the police God told him he was supposed to call the police that female police officer, I don't know what her name is. She, uh, she totally changed my life. They weren't mad. They're like, hey man, it's okay. It's going to be all right. I went and ended up talking to a therapist for, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm crying. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I, I feel like I need to. Uh, and it's hard. It's, uh, I'm so glad I didn't do it. I, I have a wife and a kid now and a home. And uh, I almost missed out on all of that. I didn't think I would ever get to this point where I would have a family. I didn't think it was possible for me after, after how much I messed up. I didn't think I was capable of having people that loved me the way that my wife loves me. I didn't think I was worthy of it. There's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. They uh 
They're like, God, I'm not worthy. They put weight on themselves. They uh, they hold themselves to, to a standard that they think is right and just, but it's all, it's anything but right and just because what God actually gave us is the greatest gift we could ever receive. Grace and mercy, which means, yeah, you screwed up, but it's not the end. It's okay. You screwed up, but guess what? That screw up does not define you. It does not. That script doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And you, you know, our scroops are different. They may be, you may be like, well, dude, I screwed up big time. I'm here to tell you, man, to God, it don't matter. To God, it doesn't matter. It says in the word that we can cast our cares on him. And so what that means is no matter what it is. And yeah, you know, if there's some things people may never forgive you, but God does. When you truly give it up to him, he really does. You can build a relationship with somebody that, that loves you from the inside out. A hundred percent. And you know, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, dude, that, that sounds made up. I'm telling you the truth when I tell you, you know, I I have several different images that people see me in. Uh, You know, I grew up in the church. And so people at the church, they they probably see me one way. And, you know, there's been things that I've done that were really dumb. I've messed up a lot. Like, and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even sugarcoating it. I've, I've done messed up like much worse than most people do. I mean, I've I've known a few people have grown up in the church. They don't ever really do anything too bad. And they're like, yeah, you know, I really did some messed up things. No, man, I'm telling you, there's things in my past that are really messed up that I've really done that I have had a hard time getting past and over and things that I do not talk about. This story is one of those things like, uh, I'm not going to go into details on it or anything, but if you think you've messed up, just remember what I'm telling you now. I have really messed up in some areas like royally. And there are things that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast, but there are things that are, are probably worse than what you've done. If God can forgive me for, for the wrongs that I've made, for the choices that I've made that have, that have had dire consequences, not only to me, but to other people. And, uh, if I can, if I can get past that and give that to God and move on and live in a life of freedom, I guarantee that you can do the same. And it may take time and it, you know, it may, there may be people that never forgive you, but the, the thing is, God has forgiven you. So it's not a problem if you want to move past it and use it as an opportunity to grow. And yeah, there may be times where you can never get back in with a group of people because they don't trust you anymore. But when you have God living on the inside of you, and yeah, I legit mean this. I have Jesus living on the inside of me. I know that because what I once was afraid of, I no longer fear. I don't fear it because I've given that fear to God. 
I'm more afraid of what he thinks of me than what anyone else thinks of me. If someday I live under a bridge and I only have Jesus to my name, that's fine with me. I mean, think of all the freedom I'll have and all the responsibilities I won't have. <laughs> There's a positive spin to everything. That was, you know, that was one of my goals uh, when I was trying to change because I used to be extremely negative, like very negative. And uh, I would find the negative in every situation. Well, now I try to be the opposite. I try to find the positive in every situation. I try to walk in in what God would have me walk in in everything I do. And, you know, I want to I want to I want to share this message with you guys. And I know it's kind of been off topic but this still is is a walk of faith because I am trusting God to take this message and to give it to the people that need to hear it. And see, that's that's what we do in life. Wherever you're at, whether whatever job you're working, whatever place you're in, if you are like, Jesus used me today, he's going to use you. You may not even know that you were used. You may have just said, oh, praise God, that's awesome. And God will use that. To plant a seed in somebody's heart. A seed that will grow. It's the little things that you do. On a daily. On your daily walk with God. That really speak. Words. To people that plant that seed. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to be the one who waters that seed. Where. Where you'll say something. You'll be like praise God. Somebody will be like, man, I was thinking about God today. Maybe I should praise God too. Or a Christian that's like, man, I don't do that in public anymore. And then they're like, praise God. They get the courage to do it. It's the little things that God uses. Sometimes you're going to know that you have an influence and God's going to use you directly. And other times you're not going to know at all. But it's because you live for him that others see it in your life. And it's very obvious to see who is truly serving Jesus and who isn't. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. Maybe you'll forget a whole week that you didn't read the word. You know what? God is going to remind you. He wants to spend time with you. So he's going to ask you, will you spend time with me? The thing you need to work on is making sure that your heart isn't callous or walking in religion and so that you can hear when he asks to spend time with you. And you know what? There's people out in that world in the world and just, you know, just like me and how I was and I needed somebody and my landlord was was uh was that somebody for me that gave me an understanding of of who Jesus really is. And you know, without without people to believe in others when no one else does. there would be a lot more suicide in the world. I mean, I, that's a sad thing to say, but it's real because we're supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel, be fruitful and multiply. A lot of times people take that as a personal initiative when it simply just means keep trusting him, keep walking in faith. And when the time comes, he's going to use you, whether it's in a big way or a small way, to change somebody's life. But it's important that we choose to walk in who God's called us to walk in. And yeah, right now you could be sitting there and being like, well, what is that? I don't know, man. 
pray, expect, walk in faith and expect him to answer your question. Expect him to help you through your day. Expect him when you pray and ask for strength to give you strength. When you pray for healing to give you healing. When you pray over your finances for them to improve. When you pray for freedom from an addiction to get freedom from that addiction. Pray. Pray and believe in Christ. Walk in what he's called you to walk in. Believe. Live. Live for Jesus. So what I what I realized from uh, Romans ten verse seventeen, uh, so faith comes from hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. When the pastor preaches, he is he's walking in faith, but he is also. Is also completing that cycle of how faith comes. And when you sit in church, you're completing that cycle of how faith comes. You are hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. So if you want faith, find out who God wants you to listen to. Where, what, whether it's your pastor at your church or some, some other preacher, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen, um, Todd White. I'm trying to think of other names. I don't listen to a lot of people. I listen to Todd White and uh, Joel Osteen and Joyce Meyer. And there's one other guy, but I can I never can remember his name. But uh, they all have they all have really good messages. And you know what? God uses them all in different ways. There's a lot of people that don't like Joel Osteen. I think it's funny because Joel Osteen is, his whole ministry is based around encouraging others. Like that's his ministry. He may not be spot on on everything, but you know what? His, his ministry is about making you feel confident and living for Jesus and that that's his ministry. That is it to a T. And so, especially in the times when I really need, you know, I'm like, I need, I need Jesus. I, I need God. I need some encouragement. I need confidence. It's like, um, it's, it's really weird. It'll pop up on my phone and be like, new episode, Joel Osteen. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> So, um, this season, we're going to kind of come to a close here. So I didn't talk about anything that I wanted to. So just so you guys are aware, um, but I believe that a lot of that needed to be said, um, this new season is going to be a little more in depth. It's going to be a little bit longer and, uh, it's going to be more of me just being me for Jesus. And so, uh, I hope you'll take this journey with me. Anyways, guys, let's pray and, uh, remember to go to church this Sunday. <laughs> Lord Jesus, God, we thank you for supplying all of our needs. God, we thank you for blessing us. God, for, for sharing this message today. God, 
God, I don't know who that message is for, God, but whoever that is for, God, I pray that, that you give it to them, God. I pray that you show them who you are, God, that you show them your love, God. You show them your patience in their lives, God. God, I pray that that you give them wisdom and understanding, knowledge on, on what they need to do, God. God, I pray that the message that that this goes out to those people, God, that need to hear it. Lord Jesus, I pray that that you show them who they are in you, God. You show them how to walk in your character, Lord Jesus. God, I pray for, for victory, for freedom over the, their lives in Jesus' name, God. To set them free from the addictions that bind them, God. The, the temptations and things that that uh that i guess they're attracted to or that they're struggling with god i pray that that you show them how to walk in freedom god show them how to walk in faith how to how to set themselves free from the things of the world god by walking in what you called them to walk in by giving them the strength to overcome god god i pray that you show them that their confidence that their strength that their will comes from you god Lord Jesus, I pray that you show them the, the power of your word, God, that you show them the power of what they have said, of, of what you have said, God. God, I pray that you begin to show them their identity in you, Lord, that you begin to bring the verses in, into their uh, into their minds or, or through other people, through through their church, God, through through the podcast, through whatever they're doing, God, bring the verses to memory, God, so that they can see and know who you are, God. Lord God, I pray that you show us as a people, as a church, how to walk in. I speak your blessings and your promises over these people, God, that you give them the strength and the understanding on how to overcome the things and the problems and situations in their life, God. Uh, God, I pray that you bring people into their life to, to encourage them, God, to build them up in the way that they should go. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bring mentors into their life, God. People to 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 help lead and guide them, God, but to also show them, you know, to be an example, God. Be an example in their lives. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all that you're doing in all of our lives, God. I thank you for your blessings, your promises, your word. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice. God, thank you for everything that you have done in and through us, Lord Jesus. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Disciples by Design this week, guys. There will be another episode next week. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.